Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. It's that time of year again. Can you believe it? Christmas is right around the corner. I look around our house and Chelsea has done an incredible job of decorating for the holiday. There's just something so cozy about little twinkly lights, some red and green decorations, a favorite record playing, and a fake fire on the TV even. Uh, But as we celebrate this year, let's not forget why we celebrate Christmas. 2,000 years ago, a baby was born who would change the course of history. Now, I realized that last week I shared a teaser for the next episode in our Daniel series, but between then and now, I happened to look at the calendar. So instead of sharing that episode, I'm going to take you back to a conversation Dr. Henderson and I had two years ago. In December of 2017, he and I read through the Christmas story and discussed what it means to us today. So in honor of the season, here is my conversation with Dr. Henderson. Today, we would like to just talk a little bit about Christmas. I know it's the uh, the Christmas season. We're recording this on December 14, and uh, it sure has felt like Christmas this week, hasn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's been biting cold, that wind. The only thing that's missing is the snow. This is true, which which I my brother lives in Chattanooga, and he's posted pictures of the snow there yeah. this week. So I don't know what happened up it here. Went, went south of us and east of us, and we didn't get any. It did. It did. It's all right. We still have another week and a, and a couple of days for us to have a white Christmas. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can pray, right? So... We wanted to just go through, read, read out of the Bible, the uh, Christmas story today. Um, just kind of think about what happened 2,000 years ago and, and why we really are celebrating this season. Now, as you know, we usually start reading it in Luke chapter 2, but I wanted to at least talk a little bit about what happened before that, because that kind of jumps in the middle of the story. We have this this couple, they aren't married yet, they're betrothed, which is a little bit stronger than our engagement, but, but similar to our engagement. Um, they're pledged to be married. And uh, Joseph, who's a carpenter, probably a little bit older, has, has several children already. Um, we don't know what happened to his wife. And, and he's betrothed to be married to Mary, who's a, a young, young Jewish girl. And she suddenly gets this visit from an angel saying that she's going to have a son and that it just won't be any son. Um, I'm just going to read this Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Um, The angel says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, what would you think if an angel came and, and just announced this to you? And what would be going through your mind? <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what she said. Right. The, the next verse there, she's, you know, how can this be? If this is impossible, especially since she's never known a man. She's right. not married. right. And and yet the angel says, you know, what's impossible with man is not impossible with God. And 
And uh, yeah, <laughs> the angel has to show up and talk Joseph into this whole thing too, because he he gets scared and uh, and is wondering, you know, he's gonna put her away because he you know he doesn't believe the story that right. Mary's told her, told him, and uh, and yet an angel does appear to him and tell him, no, Mary's telling the truth. Right. You know, she really is with child, and it, it it really is the Messiah. We have difficulty really trying to understand the what's called immaculate conception. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a physician, uh, the medical profession has come a long way in infertility studies. Hmm. and artificial insemination and all of this Mm -hmm. type of thing. Uh, But this was something totally different. Yeah, yeah. And it was something that couldn't be explained by anything human. Right. How could a a God-creator person suddenly be changed from a heavenly being into a fertilized egg, mm-hmm. part of a, just part of the of the natural process. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's something that's just beyond our thinking anyway. It really is. It really is. And and even though it is possible with men, it is not impossible with God. Just as right. the angel said. So then, suddenly, there's this decree that that's made, um, and we pick up the story here in Luke chapter two. And verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Now, that's not just a, uh, a Sunday afternoon drive there. <laughs> that, that's a long distance. They were living in Nazareth, had to go to Bethlehem in order to be registered. And Mary's late in her pregnancy. All of a sudden, this, this decree comes out. They have to travel this great distance and what what do you think they were thinking at that time? Yeah. Did she walk? Did she ride on a donkey? None of it would have been very. <laughs> None of it was very nice. very very comfortable. I'm sure. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Verse six, Luke chapter two and verse six. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. If you really think about that and you think about humans not having a place, not not being prepared at all, and God himself is there to be born... And there was no place for him. Yeah. Which is tragic. Yeah. 
and Joseph and Mary, and I'm sure Mary is as wanting to be a new mother and a, and a good mother, and knowing who she's carrying, just the. I don't know, almost the hopelessness that you'd be feeling at this point. Yeah. Having delivered a lot of babies myself, a lot of questions come up in my mind. Mm. You know, <laughs> just she and, and Joseph were there. Mm-hmm. So he, apparently he had to do the delivery part mm-hmm. of the baby. Uh, one of the first things that we're always concerned about is that first cry mm. that the baby gives mm. you know does the baby come out real active and crying right off mm-hmm. you know uh, a lot of things that, that come up in my mind <laughs> from the standpoint of you know being born under those circumstances you mm-hmm. know yeah the sanitation of it all <laughs> right right yeah yeah. A lot of questions. Yeah. Wasn't the best circumstances anyway. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> Verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know, those shepherds were not the ones that, that it seems like would have been first on the list for the right. announcement. Right. right. It seems like the, the high priest would have been told, or, or the king, or, or, you know, somebody other than the shepherds who were basically the lowest members of the caste system almost right and yet they're the ones that God chose to tell make the make the big announcement yes (laughs) (laughs) and and all the angels show up as you know as if they've been practicing this for thousands of years waiting for this moment when they can sing this song glory to God in the highest peace on earth goodwill toward men oh that would have been quite a scene, <laughs> you know? Yes, yeah. Here they are out there taking care of their sheep at night and have this sudden brightness, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, be kind of scary. Yeah, it would be. What's happening? I love how it seems like every time an angel shows up in the Bible, they always start with "Don't be afraid," because yeah. people are always afraid of them. And and then just the the amount of of light that would have been associated with all these angels, this angel choir, right? Yeah. 
Verse 15. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned to glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. So God chose the right audience. Yeah. Because this, they, they were excited and they actually went to go see the child. And, and they, on their way back, they're sharing what they've seen. They became the first missionaries, really. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, I've often wondered what swaddling clothes really means. Mm-hmm. What is swaddling? <laughs> I haven't looked it up, but uh, it's something <laughs> I I'd find curious to know just what what they mean by swaddling mm-hmm. clothes. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was little strips of cloth that they would wrap the baby in to kind of keep it tight so that it would right. still feel like it was in the it's womb. In the womb. And it was I, I guess comforting. I don't know. To me it seems like that would that would not be comforting if I was tied down, but but I guess to babies it is. Yeah. Um and so to my understanding I think that's what it is, is just cloth that's wrapped it's wrapped right. really tight yeah. around the little the baby. Something yeah. was very inexpensive. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I know uh even now today after the baby is born and the cord is cut, they tend to wrap the baby uh, in a blanket, mm-hmm. baby blanket, mm-hmm. uh, and you know have it pretty, <coughs> pretty tight. Yeah, and it's it's comforting to the baby actually. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So they probably did the very similar thing then back then. Right. Well, we're running out of time, but I want to cover the last, okay. the last section of this story. Very um, good. Matthew chapter 2 finishes it off. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. So even, uh, this was sometime after the, the nativity because they're in a house at this time and the, the wise men have, have come a long distance. Um, but even these, these men from the east come to see this child. Right. And they're led by a star, which I mean, we don't know what, what was, if it was you know, a group of angels, maybe the same ones that had sung to the shepherds right. that were leading them. You know, we don't know. Um, and they're there to worship him. But you know, it's interesting. They, they had access to what we call the Old Testament. Yes, yes. And they had been studying it, and they were aware that it was time for something to happen. Yes. And yeah. yet, God's chosen people had lost that. Yeah. They, they, they didn't, uh, hadn't been studying and realize that this was an important date right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, the yeah. rabbis and the, the educators, they, it was slipped by them. Yeah. That's, that's con- that could be a warning to sad. us, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Hmm, a pertinent warning. A caution, not only as we celebrate this next week, but also as we look for the soon coming of Jesus the second time. Well, I want to thank you for joining us once again. Next week, we'll have the episode on Daniel 11 that I teased last week, so make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to this episode on so you don't miss that episode and other future episodes of the show. You can find out more information and find links to other platforms on our website, faithandhoperadio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faith and Hope Radio. Music for this episode was provided by Dexter Britton under the Creative Commons license. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and until next week, have faith and hope. <laughs>